0: Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Welcome! Tonight's episode is on sexual anatomy. In many sex education classes, sexual anatomy information is very limited. Females and males both have similar sexual anatomy. And there are differences, of course. That's obvious. While there are some differences between female and male orgasms, These are often influenced by social conditioning. For instance, females can have ejaculatory orgasms, males can have multiple orgasms, and full-body orgasms. While the female and male sexual system are differentiated, we all share similar tissues for related sexual components. It is interesting that both male and female sexual organs can vary from individual to individual. Not all vulvas look alike and not all penises look alike. There is a wonderful variety of sex organs for females, males, and intersex individuals. I'd like to go into some of the specifics of the female and male anatomy. For female anatomy, we have, starting on the outside, the entire vulva. It's composed of the outer labia and the inner labia, the vagina, the clitoris, and the clitoral ridge. The clitoris is a lot bigger than a lot of people think. It has two legs that go all the way around the vagina. Within the internal female system, the female has the uterus, the fallopian tubes, and the ovary, as well as a PC muscle sling that stretches from the pubic bone all the way to the tailbone. At the end of the uterus is the cervix. Females also have a female prostate gland, which surrounds the urethra before it gets to the bladder. The urethra in females is very short, usually around two to three inches long. And I'll be covering more details about female anatomy as we continue. In male anatomy, there's the penis and the testicles, The penis contains erectile tubes. The urethra travels the full length of the penis and then curves around into the body and eventually reaches the bladder. It's much longer than in females. Attached to the urethral system is what's called the coper's gland. A little further up from the coper's gland is the ejaculatory duct in the seminal vesicle. These are kind of important because this is how men ejaculate. First, sperm is produced in the testicles and it's stored temporarily as sexual arousal is achieved inside the seminal vesicle and the ejaculatory duct. As with women, The prostate gland in males surrounds part of the urethra. It can also be reached through a place along the perineum called the Taoist Million Dollar Point. It is located on the perineum right before you get to the anal area. It feels like a small dimple or indention right before the anus. The head of the penis contains erectile tissue which is different from the erectile tubes that are located in the shaft of the penis. I will cover male anatomy in a little bit more detail as we progress in the show. It's important to understand how our sexual systems work. It helps to start at the beginning when we are all first conceived. All fetuses start with identical sexual tissue. As the fetus develops, we go through a process called sexual differentiation. Before that process starts, we all start out as female, as female is the primary sex. Before the differentiation process starts, the sex organs and tissues are undifferentiated. identical for both females and males. As hormones, chromosomes, and other developmental processes come into play, the internal genital structure differentiates the fetus into female, male, or intersex. Identical glands are present when we are in the early stages of fetal development. And differentiate into similar structures for females and males. For example, identical tissue will become the head of the penis for men or the clitoris for women. Gonads differentiate into the ovaries or the testes. If they become testes, then they will descend while the ovaries stay in place. Identical tissue will become the Bartholin's glands for women or the Koper's glands for men. These glands secrete fluid during sexual arousal to lubricate the genitals. In men, the Koper's gland is the gland that creates the pre-cum drips. Both women and men have a prostate gland which shifts in location during the differentiation process. The same holds true for the external genitalia. In the undifferentiated genitals, the females and males have identical external genital tissue. As hormones, chromosomes, and developmental processes come into play, the differentiation process occurs. Skin tissue will develop into the scrotum or the outer lips of the vagina. The shafts of the penis is similar to the walls of the vagina. The hood of the clitoris is similar to the foreskin. Through understanding the differentiation process, it becomes clear that females and males have a lot in common in genital structure. While there are differences between males and females, when it comes to both internal and external genital structure, Females and males are similar in regards to sexual response, sexual pleasure, and orgasmic abilities. I'm not implying that females and males are identical, but rather that there are many factors that all people have in common. Before I go into too much more anatomy, I'd like to talk a little bit about orgasms. There are a variety of types of orgasms. To name a few, there are full-body orgasms, multiple orgasms, ejaculatory orgasms, non-ejaculatory orgasms, G-spot orgasms, out-of-body orgasms, and pubococcygeus orgasms. I will cover some of these shortly, and there's many more types of orgasms, too. It's important to understand the concept of gender differentiation, as it will help in understanding how males and females can have similar types of orgasms. Due to myths, taboos, and social conditioning, we generally learn how to have one set of orgasms for males and a different set of orgasms for females. By understanding human sexual anatomy, learning some tantric and Taoist techniques, and learning some exercises, we can all learn how to have a greater range of orgasms. Clear and precise communication is of paramount importance when engaging in sex. For more information about communicating desires, Refer to the erotic body map episode we released on December 30th, 2017. The entire body is a sex organ. We have many erogenous zones located wherever there is skin. We are each neurologically wired differently, so different areas of the body will have a different erogenous intensity for different people. Even within the same person, erogenous zones can change in intensity depending upon many different factors. For both females and males, making an erotic body map of one's body is an excellent tool for communicating to one's partner where you like to be stimulated. And I again refer you back to our erotic body map episode for more information like to talk a little bit about female genitalia. The female genitalia include the head of the clitoris, the vagina, and various other areas that many people are familiar with. There is also the G-spot and the legs of the clitoris. The legs of the clitoris. There's a lot more to learn about the female sexual system. The clitoris has two legs, which wrap around the vagina. Also, there is the female prostate gland. The G-spot is located at the tail of the prostate gland where it comes into contact with the walls of the vagina. If you feel inside the vagina, the skin is rigid and feels sort of like corduroy. It's located about two to three inches inside the vagina. And if you do your finger in a come-here motion while it's pointed towards the pubic bone, and just slide it up and down, you will feel the area where the G-spot is. The female prostate gland can have a different shape in different women. For some women, the prostate gland is narrow at the urethral opening and becomes wider near the bladder. In some women, it's the opposite. And then other women have a prostate gland that is narrow at both ends of the urethra and is wide in the middle. And I think this leads to why so many people have difficulty finding the prostate gland in some women, because it can appear in different areas within the vagina. The female erectile network is much more complex than was once believed. It includes the clitoris, the prostate gland, the perineum, that's the area between the anus and the lower part of the vulva, the inner lips of the vulva, and the area inside the labia. Note that the inner labia, the clitoris, and the legs of the clitoris all contain erectile tissue. The clitoris becomes erect and protrudes out during sexual arousal. The perineum in females also contains erectile tissue. Women will need to be aroused and erect before sexual stimulation of the G spot and much of the vulva will respond to stimulation. To awaken arousal, work from the outside in. Communication is always of paramount importance, for each of us are wired a little differently. So do it as she likes it. The female prostate gland. The G-spot is the tail of the female prostate gland. The female prostate gland produces the same type of fluid that the male prostate gland produces. While there is no sperm present in the female prostate gland, the rest of the fluid is identical to the fluid in the male prostate gland. In the male prostate gland Sperm is introduced from the testes and then added to the prostate fluid. In females and males, ejaculatory fluid is released through the urethra. Many women feel like they need to pee, but what is actually occurring is a female ejaculation. By squeezing their muscles to hold back, often a retro-ejaculation occurs forcing the fluid back up the urethra into the bladder. There's growing evidence that this may contribute to an increase in bladder infections. I'd like to talk a little bit about the pupococcygeus muscles. That's your PC muscles, or your sex muscles. Some people call it the Kegel muscles. For women and men, the muscle group is a sling that attaches on the pubic bone in the tailbone. One facet of anal penetration is reaching the back area of the pubococcygeus muscles. Massaging this area will provide unique sensations. To identify where the pubococcygeus muscles attach to the tailbone, it will feel like a small indention just inside the anus near the bottom of the tailbone. If you run your finger inside with it pointed towards the tailbone and rub along the tailbone, you'll feel that little dimple. It's a little hard to feel, especially if you're not fully aroused. Once the spot is fully aroused, it can be stimulated to the point of reaching a pubococcygeous orgasm. In future episodes of Adult Bedtime Stories, we'll cover the pubococcygeus muscles, the PC muscle exercises, and anal sex and anal play in more detail. Locating the G-spot The G-spot is located about 1-2 to inches inside the vagina. For some women, it's near the urethra. For others, it's a little deeper inside. The skin texture of the G-spot feels like corduroy. To reach the G-spot, insert a finger about one to two inches into the vagina with the pad of your finger pointing up towards the clitoris. Make a come-hither gesture with your finger. You should be able to feel the rougher skin texture of the G-spot. Many women will not feel much or it may feel numb if the G-spot has not been woken up through sexual arousal. Interchange stimulation of the G spot with stimulation of the clitoris and stimulation of other areas of the body. Constant stimulation of the G spot and the clitoris is undesirable for many women. Here, communication between partners really helps a lot. For women, once they're fully awakened sexually, G-spot stimulation can bring about female ejaculation. For some women, they will need some clitoral stimulation along with G-spot stimulation. It may take time, and many women will not have an ejaculatory orgasm on their first attempt. For some women, G-spot stimulation may bring about an urge to pee. Do not hold back on this urge as it is actually ejaculation fluid that is building up. If you push and allow the fluid to flow out, you will discover that the fluid is not urine, but rather ejaculation, and it will feel so good. <laughs> Female orgasms. Females can experience different types of orgasms. Three types that have been identified by Deborah Sendahl and female ejaculation in the G-spot are the clitoral orgasm through clitoral stimulation, female ejaculation through G-spot stimulation, and uterine orgasms that result from deep hard thrusting, which stimulates the uterus. Once again, communication is important. If you think about it, the clitoris is a very small gland compared to the head of the penis, Yet it has more nerve endings, making it much more sensitive than the head of the penis. So, remember, the clitoris is a very sensitive gland. I'd like to move on to male genitalia. The basic male genitalia sex education presentations illustrate the penis, testicles, and sometimes a little bit about the internal genital system. Some of the internal glands are described in clinical and functional terms, if they are described, but rarely, if at all, in terms of the sexual process. When males become aroused sexually, many men tend to focus most of their attention and sexual energy to the penis. In Taoist sexuality teachings, if they redirect their sexual energy, to other parts of the body, and incorporate several other breathing techniques, PC muscle techniques, then they can open the door to full body orgasms, and open the door to multiple orgasms, and to non-ejaculatory orgasms. If you combine prostate gland stimulation and a few other Taoist techniques, men can experience a wide range, and different types of orgasms. Direct stimulation of the male prostate gland is accomplished through the anus. It is located about 1 to 3 inches inside the rectum, near the wall of the rectum that is located towards the belly. It will feel like a small lump, about the size of a walnut, protruding against the wall of the rectum. Indirect stimulation of the male prostate gland can be achieved by probing the area on the perineum between the anus and the area where the roots of the penis end. The perineum is located between the back of the side of the testicles and travels to the anus. In Taoist traditions, this spot is called the million dollar spot. It will feel like a dimple or indentation Just before you reach the anus press a finger deep into the indentation and massage the area using a vibrator will add to the effect it will indirectly stimulate the prostate gland another indirect way to stimulate the male prostate gland is accomplished by squeezing the PC muscles and releasing them repeatedly to do this Imagine you're trying to stop the flow of urine as you go to the bathroom. The muscles you use to stop the flow of urine are your PC muscles. In both females and males, the prostate gland needs to be awakened on an erotic level before stimulation feels good. Once awakened, stimulation of the prostate gland can bring about incredible orgasms that are very different from orgasms that occur from stimulating the head of the penis or from stimulating the clitoris alone. These types of orgasms tend to touch the emotions, and often people will cry or giggle or both as a result. Many sex education classes and books suggest utilizing foreplay to work up to copulation, and then cuddling afterwards. While this is great, there are techniques which will open new doors to sexual experiences for both females and males. It will take time and practice to learn some of these techniques. Some of the techniques will be fairly easy to accomplish on the first attempt. If you think about it, the whole body really is a sex organ. Every part of our bodies has different erogenous zones. Take time stimulating erogenous zones during sexual activity. By concentrating on the whole body, instead of just the genitals, erotic energy will be spread throughout the body. When one spreads erotic energy throughout the body from the genitals, whole body orgasms can be experienced. It appears that women tend to do this more naturally than men. This is probably due to socialization and cultural influences, but men can easily learn how to do this. Male orgasms. Most men only experience ejaculatory orgasms. Often men believe that ejaculation is orgasm. In actuality, Ejaculation can occur without orgasm, and orgasms can occur without ejaculation. Men in our culture have never been taught otherwise. For many men, once they have an ejaculation, their sex energy drops almost immediately, and further stimulation of the penis becomes too intense. To engage in further sex, they have to wait for a while and then start building sex energy before sex can be enjoyed. Usually it takes longer to build up to a second ejaculatory orgasm. If they bring themselves close to an ejaculatory orgasm and stop all sensation on the penis before the point of no return, and then spread erotic energy to other parts of the body, return to genital stimulation, to build back up the energy once it's subsided and then close the space and then repeat this process. Non-ejaculatory orgasms can be experienced. With non-ejaculatory orgasms, males can experience many orgasms without the drop in sex energy. They can also experience multiple orgasms and full body orgasms using this technique. Add male prostate stimulation and men can experience an orgasm similar to what women experience when they have a G-spot orgasm. These are very different from male ejaculatory orgasms. It is important that the male refrain from having an ejaculatory orgasm until they have experienced other types of orgasms first especially when you're first learning these techniques. Otherwise, they will probably experience a drop in sex energy and the other types of orgasms will not occur. I'd like to talk a little bit about anal stimulation. And while anal stimulation can be very taboo for a lot of people, it can be performed very cleanly and be very exciting and fulfilling. Exterior anal stimulation can be incredible. The anus is rich in nerve endings. Once one can overcome any anal taboos, if present, anal play can bring about very erotic sensations. Internal anal stimulation is very powerful for both males and females. Take time and allow the anus to bring in the object do not attempt to push an object into the anus. By first squeezing the PC muscles, then pushing, then relaxing, one can bring an in object inside that is pain-free. The object can be a finger, dildos, penis, or other sex toys designed for anal sex. For more information about anal sex, Carol Queen, has a film called Bend Over Boyfriend. The film provides excellent tips and techniques that apply to both females and males who want to receive anal play. In future episodes of Adult Bedtime Stories, we will do an episode on anal play to cover more in-depth information about anal sex For males, another area that is often overlooked is the testicles. Often the testicles are overlooked during sex play. Gentle massage and play with the testicles will assist with hormone production, add greater intensity to ejaculation type orgasms, and add a new dimension to foreplay. It's good for men's sexual health to massage the testicles on a regular basis, outside of sex play, especially as males grow older and hormone production starts to decline. This decline begins during the middle to late 20s for many men, but fortunately, the decline rate is very slow and usually not noticed until much later in life. Regular testicular massage will increase male hormone production and may reduce the risk of testicular cancer. I'd like to talk about another concept in sexuality and sexual anatomy. Often we concentrate in our culture all our sexual energy into our genitals. Instead of doing that, try circulating your erotic energy. Deep breathing is important to good sex. Deep breathing helps oxygenate the sex organs and the entire body. Often during sex, people tend to breathe shallow, which deprives the sex organs of proper oxygenation. Deep breathing can give one more control over orgasms and will enrich orgasms. Deep breathing helps to circulate sex energy throughout the body. Build a genital heart connection. When touching your partner, spend some time stimulating their genitals while holding your hand over their heart. Gaze deeply into your partner's eyes and form a bond that provides a genital heart connection with each other. Spend time stimulating yourself and or your partner on areas of the body other than just the genitals. Spend some time stimulating the genitals, then circulate the energy by stroking other parts of the body and breathing deep. Return to the genitals for a while, and then circulate more sex energy back to the rest of the body allow the body to become fully eroticized. When it comes to sex, often less stimulation is more. There are many areas of the body where this is true. Especially for the head and the penis and the clitoris, they are both especially sensitive. And this is an area to play light, especially at first. A lighter touch will often be more intense and more exciting than heavy sensations. Also play with the concept of teasing an area, then moving away for a while, and then coming back to that same area. Building expectation through touch by teasing an area for a while, and then moving away, and then returning will build not only expectations and anticipation, but will amp up the desire. I'd like to talk a little bit about neurological pathways. There are two major sets of nerves that have been identified as the neurological pathways for orgasms. There's probably more than two, but research and scientific study have identified two so far. The pelvic nerve and the pudendal nerve each have specific qualities. The pudendal nerve is the pathway for stimulation of the clitoris and the gland of the penis. The pelvic nerve is the pathway for prostate stimulation. Interestingly, it is through prostate stimulation which appears to connect to the emotions and higher parts of the brain, the cerebral cortex. Stimulation of the penis and clitoris appear to register in the brain stem, a more primitive part of the brain. And I think that's why the orgasms feel so differently between clitoral or penile orgasms versus prostate orgasms. I'd like to cover another concept. It's called sexual actualization. The term sexual actualization is a term I modified from Abram Maslow's theories of the hierarchy of needs and self-actualization. Sexual actualization is a life process of developing sex-positive abilities of uninhibited sexual expression between two or more consenting adults that is free of social conformity and social rules of sexual behavior. This includes written, spoken, unwritten, and unspoken social conformity and social rules of sexual behavior. It also includes freedom from the influence of sexual taboos. Sexual actualization opens the door to experience the full range of human sexuality. It allows each individual to explore a wide variety of of relationship models, a wide variety of sexual behaviors, and a wide variety of sexual adventures. It can open the door to a deeper realization of gender identity. It can include, but is not limited to romantic love, self-love, or masturbation, physical sex, sacred sex, sex play, sex healing, BDSM, creative artistic sexual expression, and explorative sex. There are so many different types of sexual activities that we can enjoy. In full sexual development of our knowledge base, we become knowledgeable about sexual anatomy of all genders, our own bodies, and how human beings function on a sexual level. Regular PC muscle exercises become part of our daily practice. Regular erotic massage, either practiced on oneself or received by another, is another element of sexual actualization. The process of sexual actualization includes learning and practicing advanced human sexuality. Learning about tantric sex, Taoist sexual techniques, western sex magic, eastern sex magic, spiritual aspects of BDSM, and the Kama Sutra are all good sources of information of advanced human sexuality. And we'll be covering some of these areas in future shows on adult bedtime stories. In the process of sexual actualization, one is able to experience a variety of types of orgasms. With training, females can learn how to have ejaculatory orgasms and males can learn how to have full-body orgasms and multiple orgasms. At higher levels, one can experience spiritual sexual ecstasy, channeling erotic energy through one's body for rituals and for other people, the art of sex healing, and out-of-body orgasms. I welcome you to this new brave world of sexual adventures. Sexual actualization is about developing a healthy set of values and attitudes about sex. It's about discovering for oneself through actual experience what different types of sexual behaviors work and feel good instead of closing our mind due to prejudice and preconceived notions. It is about opening our minds to honest sexual exploration, not bowing down to the pressure of conformity, peer pressure, myth, and negative labeling, and to be. Sexual actualization is a life process of developing its sex-positive abilities of uninhibited sexual expression between two or more consenting adults that is free of social conformity and social rules of sexual behavior. This includes written, spoken, unwritten and unspoken, social conformity, and social rules of sexual behavior. Informed consent is important before any type of sexual play. Ultimately, orgasms occur in the brain. A person can experience an orgasm during a dream without any external stimulation a person can experience an orgasm purely from fantasy. By learning how our bodies work, one can learn how to experience a broader range of orgasms and reach a foolish sense of sexual ecstasy. By learning that male and female anatomy is more similar than different, we can experience many types of orgasms, thus helping us to reach sexual actualization and erotic enlightenment. And that concludes tonight's episode on sexual anatomy. Have a good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier, so explore everything sexual.